Hello out there. Welcome to Dr. Monica's Corner, brought to you by the Exquisite Podcast Radio Network. Remember, you can leave me a text with comments, questions, suggestions at 850-273-8408. If you remember, last time I talked about the philosophy of Tantra and Tantric sex. I talked about the basic elements of the space, you know, the setting where this is going to take place. The additional things that will make this space special for you if you're by yourself or for you when you're with a partner and the kind of touching that's involved so that you get to know your own body as well as that of your partner if you have one. Well, my friend Michelle contacted me to say that she had heard the podcast and wanted to ask me some questions. So I invited her to be on with me for this podcast, and she agreed. So, Michelle, thank you so much. Welcome whenever you're ready. Well, thank you, Dr. Monica. I enjoyed the last session and really wanted to understand it a little more because I have a little bit of confusion. I've been told in the past that the intended benefits of Tantra don't, and I don't know if I'm saying it correctly, but they don't include enhancing sexual pleasure, but that things like Karma Sutra do. So I wondered if you could explain the difference for me. Oh, I'd love to. The question is perfect because what it really gets at is the difference between sensual and sexual. So if you think about what Tantra is doing, what the philosophy of Tantra, which leads to the tantric sex, it is getting you as an individual, and let's face it, some people aren't involved with someone else, so it allows you as an individual to get in touch with yourself, to get comfortable with yourself, to begin to appreciate the, your body, mind, feeling, senses. And if you're lucky enough to have a partner, it gets the two of you to do those things together. So, for example, many of us in, in a, a sexual situation, it's getting to the good part. You know, that good, that intense, that wonderful feeling. But what Tantra does is it allows us to slow it down and and to get more of the sensuality involved. So touching the different parts of the body, both you as an individual and then you with your partner, your partner as an individual, and then with you, it's to enhance feelings that are involved. So often, sex is about getting to that space, that spot, that intensity. And what tantric sex does is it allows it to build, to become bigger than that, more than that, deeper than that. And if you do it right, it can be more powerful because it can take on an almost spiritual-like sense. And so what the Kama Sutra does, and, and I would encourage people to get a copy because it's beautifully done, the Kama Sutra really focuses on the techniques. 
what are the good positions to get to the places you want to get to, to to learn, to heighten, if you will. So so the Kama Sutra, with the pictures, the, the exquisitely done pictures, tells us how to do it, whereas tantric sex gets us ready to do it. If you could think of it as a, a much more... I guess, to be honest, sex is one of those things that oftentimes for people, it's on the calendar. What's today? Who's off? Who's on? Who's tired? Who's not? We stick it in, so to speak. This would give folks an opportunity to have a more special experience together or with oneself in, in a uniquely sensual situation that leads to a heightened sexual situation. Does that help you? Absolutely, absolutely. So I know that you were talking, or you referred to doing this with yourself or with a partner Mm -hmm. if you're lucky enough to have one. In either situation, can these techniques help a person that has a hard time having an orgasm? Well, Let's think about that. If, in fact, you're having difficulty, it's either something physiological or it's psychological. So let's go with the the psychological because that's what Tantra could really um, work at. And then we would use the Kama Sutra if it's physiological. So part of Mm -hmm. it is getting us ready. So it's the you know, maybe I'm afraid to come. I'm afraid that I'm going to lose my mind. I'm afraid that this is just going to kill me. And so I'm afraid to let go. I'm afraid of what my body will do. You know, they talk about the wetness. Am am I going to pee on myself? I mean, what am I going to do? And so in my head, I'm afraid. But if I'm arriving at these moments slowly, touching myself, feeling inside myself, by myself, getting used to what happens when I'm touching myself, when I'm caressing myself, stroking myself, I I begin to get a sense of what that can feel like, and I'm in control of it. If I'm doing this with a partner, then he or she is in that position of touching, fingering, if you will, to help me get there. And if I begin to get nervous because I'm not pushing for the sex, I'm working for the sensual, maybe, you know, rubbing my belly more or rubbing my legs more or just talking to me about relaxing and how good this is going to be if I can just relax and using the touching that Tantra gives us an opportunity to do with the permission to do it, I'm going to begin to relax. If, let's say, there's more of a physiological barrier, then sometimes it's the position that you're in that allows penetration that's comfortable. Maybe the penetration has been too deep or not deep enough. And so 
the, the orgasm issue is that that spot hasn't been hit yet or the thrusting isn't in an intensity that brings about the release. So if we've taken care of the sensual psychological part, then what the Kama Sutra does is it gives us hundreds of examples of positions that will allow for penetration if we want not so deep or very deep. What are the different positions that one could use to bring that about? Okay. Absolutely. And you actually, I believe, answered my third question, which was if great sex isn't the goal of Tantra, what is? And you're saying that it's that sensual, psychological connection that will help you enhance the experience overall when you're pulling in those Karma Sutra positions. <laughs> but um, when, if you're someone that isn't necessarily comfortable with that sensuality of another or you're in a new situation with a new person, are there a few steps that you can recommend that help you know, with those beginning steps of trying to get comfortable and, and have that sensual experience and exchange? Well, and I, we, I talked about that a little bit last time because what, what tantric sex does, if you buy into the philosophy of what tantra is all about, it is that gradual intimacy that comes, let's say, in a new situation. I mean, you meet somebody and you maybe, you know, have a few dates and, and you're really connecting and, and you're feeling good and you feel safe. You don't just have to jump in and take off all your clothes and get to it. What Tantra allows you to do, if, if you know, again, you and your partner would be talking about this, would give you an opportunity to say, let's, let's start at our head, you know? And so the touching can be in the hair, or if there's no hair, on the top of the head. It can be exploring the contours of your face, your eyes, your mouth, your nose, the different skin textures. And you can talk to each other about what that's like. We, we talked last time about look into my eyes. And what do I see? And when you think about that, you know, some, I can hear maybe some people laughing, but when you think about it, when any of us, when you think about the last time you had sex, were you really looking into the eyes of that person? Was there time taken for that getting to know you sense? And, and what Tantra allows is that slow very personal and and can be very intimate discovery and and you can begin with your face and as you you know maybe the next time you decide you want to do this we've done the face we can start there and then you know you move down to your neck and your shoulders and oftentimes for many of us that's where the stress is so the massaging which is going to be thoughtful and deliberate massaging staying in the neck and the shoulder area, and the neck and the shoulders, if done correctly, will begin to relax, which is, again, the whole point of this. And so the idea of 
and I, I like the, the wording in your question, you said great sex. Well, what, what do we mean by yeah. that, you know? <laughs> if, you, if you think about, oh, that was good. Well, maybe it was fast. Maybe it was hit hard, you know. People talk about, I'm going to hit that. And, and what does that connote? But if you're talking about great, deep, sensual, intimate, in the best meaning of the word, that's not a bit bam, thank you, ma'am situation. And, and I think that we are, what I'm hoping to bring about, quite frankly, is for people to begin to think about sex in that way. Life is tough. Stress is often overwhelming. If you can look forward to intimate time with someone you care about and it gets to this wonderful level that can have for, for if those who would let it a spiritual component, you know, I, I, I think it's worth the journey to try it. Mm, those are great responses. Thank you. I really have a better understanding of it. So, Dr. Monica, do you have a place where I'm a checkboxer? And so I'm wondering, <laughs> is there any kind of sheet or referral that you have or can point me to that I can read through maybe some steps to try? Well, it's interesting that you say that. I've been working on a website to go with this podcast because I very much want to be able to continue the conversations and to offer folks materials, if you will, fact sheets, question and answer sheets, um, books to read, things like that. Um, And so Mm -hmm. I'll be able within the coming very few weeks to be able to talk more specifically about that. But in the interim, one of the books that I really love um, is The Art of Tantric Sex. And it's uh, Ancient Techniques and Rituals that Enhanced Sexual Pleasure. And, I mean, if you look at the Internet, there's so much Mm -hmm. that is out there. And, And I guess for me, it's like my book, Pure Pleasure. I didn't want the cover to be a come hither look you know, a woman with her legs spread wide open or something like that. I, I wanted it to be some, a cover that was pretty, that would draw people because of how pretty it was, to then, and if they would open the book, to then enjoy the sensuality and sexuality that I write about. And I think, I, I guess that's what this is all about for me, sharing another way of looking at this. And so the website would be an opportunity for me to be able to answer questions like you just posed with some links and things that people could go to. But in the interim, that would be something I would point you to. And if, you know, they have wonderful videos on the Kama Sutra, um, my own copy is this huge tome that I just sort of sit on my desk when I'm getting ready to write. I call it my muse. Um, but the pictures are beautiful. The descriptions are wonderful. It's, um, 
it's an interesting journey. I hope we get to talk again. Me too, and thank you. And for those that haven't read the book, it certainly would be a precursor to this conversation to help get you ready for all these other conversations. Well, thanks again, and um, I look forward to talking with you again. Take care, Michelle. You, you too, Dr. Monica. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Wow, that was a great conversation, don't you think? Let me hear from you. 850-273-8408. I'd love to know what you thought about the conversation that Michelle and I had. If you have any comments or questions, please let me hear from you. Well, let's continue. How many of you have tried to set up a special place? You know, maybe with some soft, silky fabrics or soft, cottony fabrics, fabrics with cool surfaces. Maybe you'll want to add candles and scented oils, maybe some incense. It's kind of like one or the other. You don't want to have too many conflicting fragrances, something that you enjoy. And if there's a partner, something that both of you would enjoy. Have you thought about the music you want to hear? I suggest instrumentals so the lyrics don't get in the way. But (laughs) let's face it, this is your space. So you get to choose the kind of musical sounds you want to hear. Remember, it doesn't have to be a big space just special, something you've created, something that when you enter this space, you know that you're going to be comfortable. It's going to be a feel-good kind of place. You, you might want to think about having an opportunity to light the candles ahead of time or fragrance the oils ahead of time. And, and get the music going so that when you and or you and your partner enter this space, that it's welcoming, that, that the ambiance has already been creative and the fragrances will waft around you and welcome you. Now, let's face it, living spaces come in all shapes and sizes. But I'd like to say that if possible, try not to make it your bedroom. Try to make it something different. Not, not kind of the usual space. Be creative about where you choose. Even it's a, you know, a small corner in, in um, a den or in a living room. Just even if it's a closet. You know, some folks have nice big walk-in closets. But even if it's a small closet, this is going to be a temporary creative space for special occasions. You know, and as you get more comfortable in the relationship with the idea or as the relationship deepens, you can change to a different space if, you know, if that's what suits you. So in keeping with what Michelle and I talked about, I want to begin to add some things. So, for example, one element that I think is really important to all of this is the role of breathing. If we could all learn to breathe differently, learn to breathe from the diaphragm, you know, deep down, like below your belly, more than in our chest, we would learn how to really enhance the feelings and heighten the sensations. Why do you say? Well, with the breathing, you control the intensity. 
If you want to slow it down, you use your breathing to do that. You know, so so if you if you want the excitement to last longer, you use your breathing. to slow it down. You don't have to make a big noise or a big deal. Even if it's something that you're in your mind, you're saying, slow me down, slow me down. And then you'll, your breathing will almost naturally begin to slow down and, and you'll enhance those feelings. The beauty of this philosophy is the focus on the intimacy, in the getting deeper than the usual. And the more you learn about yourself and your partner, sensitive spots, contours, likes, dislikes, the hidden spots, places neither of you knew were responsive to, say, touch or pressure, wetness, temperature change, you know, like you really open wide and you can feel the AC coming in on you, that can be very stimulating, the better able you are to bring this wonderful place of pleasure. We've talked about the setting. We've talked about breathing. This next part might be a little bit more difficult because this is, this is really personal. Many of us take comfort when we're lying down. We feel secure. Everything is kind of in place, if you will. So it's time to kind of confront and appreciate one of the most important aspects of all of this, and that's your brain. I add your soul, because for me, it's, it's like I said in one of the earlier podcasts, I can't offer me if I don't like me. I can't offer me if I don't think what I'm offering is good. And so the whole idea is to get to a place with your own sense of yourself, your own persona, your own body, to embrace it, curves, dimples, and all. Take a look at yourself in a full-length mirror, front and then back. If you don't like what you see, you make a promise to yourself that you're going to have a plan to do something to change it. If you're good, you're happy, okay with what you see, embrace that. Textures, bumps, bruises, and and maybe some scars. When you and your partner are ready, do the same thing together and verbally share the feelings and stories about the bumps and the bruises and the scars. Remember, you're still not touching. You're feasting on looking at one another. When was the last time you really looked at one another deep in the eyes looking at the nose, looking at your toes even. Now, try sitting close to each other, facing one another, but not touching. Think about what that feels like to you and then verbalize to one another all the little things that you notice. Maybe you didn't notice a mole or a beauty mark or one ear is at a different height than the other. These little things that we don't make time, take time to notice about ourselves or about our partners. Take the time. 
talk to one another about the whole experience. What was it like? Hopefully, you may even giggle a little. There doesn't have to be any more to this particular adventure until the next time, if this is your first time, okay? Well, let's see. I'm going to send you off with a reading that hopefully will put you in a good place. It's titled, Good Morning. I'm sleeping. There is movement ever so slightly, and I stir just shy of consciousness. You know the feeling. I'm far from being awake, but no longer am I sound asleep. It's a sweet place to be, especially if someone is deliberately and gently sucking on your sleeping nipples. Well, they were asleep. Now they're responding to luscious sucking and the wonderful feeling of big hands cupping them together. The better to fit in someone's mouth, both of them at once. Hello. Ooh, yes. Suck my titties, baby. Suck them good. And he does. I quickly reject the sweetness of sleep for the joyous sensations offered by my lover's mouth. His big hands are moving about my body. His magically light touch stirs every inch he touches. My belly, my thighs, and up around my titties. I hear his murmuring through a haze of growing passion and the vestiges of sleep. Hmm, your body feels good to me, girl. Wake up now and be my breakfast. I want some pussy, your sweet creamy cum, and the juicy meat of your body on the side. (laughs) I laugh out loud. This man surely has a way with words, don't you think? It's time for breakfast and I am definitely on the menu. Little do I know how hungry he is and how well prepared he is. He nudges my hips with a feather-like touch, motioning for me to raise them up. He places previously warmed towels under me and tells me to relax and enjoy the feeling. The effect of the warm, plush softness of the towels is indeed relaxing and almost comforting. My lover settles himself in a prone position with his head oh so close to my pussy. Breakfast smells good, baby. Let's see what you have for me. Before I know what's happening, he covers my pussy with whipped cream. The quasi-wet stuff startles me. I guess it's due to the sudden whooshing sound of the cream escaping the can, followed by the sensation of the frothy, cool substance against my skin. I hear the dull, fopping sound of a lid opening, and then my sweetie chuckles softly. Baby girl, I have a delicious meal in mind. Spread your luscious thighs while I adorn your tasty pussy with some trimmings. He places grapes, green ones and purple ones, in and around the whipped cream. 
my sweetie wedges strawberries in between my cheeks and under the curves of my ass. He puts orange slices around the outer edges of my lips. The cool wetness is different than my usual wetness there. I wonder what will he do next? This is getting interesting. He's concentrating and beads of sweat form at the edges of his hair. I chuckle thinking to myself, he's working hard for his breakfast. My pussy feels cool and wet and weighted down. I reach for some grapes and he yelps. No, 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 me first. He parts my lips and begins licking my clit. He nibbles and licks and I squirm, my legs pushing against him to allow me to open them wider. When he takes a breather and looks up at me, I nearly die laughing. Sweet man's mouth is covered with my wetness and whipped cream. Go ahead and laugh, he smirks. You taste so sweet. I think I'll have some grapes a la pussy. Crazy man begins nibbling on my clit and at the grapes at the same time. Every so often, he takes a big lick of cream to add to the uh meal. I'm laughing and moaning and squirming, enjoying this beyond belief. He dips low and pulls some strawberries from under my cheeks. He dips back down there and starts licking all around the under curves of my ass. This action causes me to scoot down and my legs rise up and open wider. Yeah, girl, give it to me nice and wide and wet and creamy too. Open up, let me eat hearty. He licks and nibbles and licks some more. He eats the fruit and he eats me in mixed combinations of fruit and pussy and pussy and fruit with whipped cream on everything. Ooh-wee. Hey, how about some nookie breakfast for me? I'm hungry too. Are you hungry, girl? What you want? I decide right then and there, I want some big brown banana and I know who's packing the cream. I climb on my crazy man and ride his ass till we are both done. Folks, next time you're hungry and you have a taste for something different, think about us and eat hearty. (laughs) Well, my loves, that's all for me this time. Stay safe and be well. Drop me a note. Let me know how you're doing. Next time, what we'll do is talk about one of the other questions that I got, which was from someone who's interested in sexting and long-distance relationships. We will definitely look into this one. Till next time. 850-273-8408. I look forward to hearing from you. You've got to plug into EPRN. We've got the conversation. We've got the sports team. And our music and entertainment team brings podcasting to extremely new heights. Listen in to EPRN.us. Press the app button on the site and download the EPRN app now. You'll be listening to shows in no time. Take us on the go with you. Our app is accessible on all mobile devices and tablets. Or you can just go to EPRN.us. 
Your listening is worth your time. Spend your time listening to an independently owned media network. Tell a friend and listen in. Exquisite Podcast Radio Network, EPRN.